to drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. Today on drboystv.com, we're going to talk about one Fannie Willis. It turns out that the prosecution in her case, they might have a smoking gun. <clears throat> I'm not a lawyer, but this looks pretty bad. And uh, I'm going to tell you about it. It involves thousands of text messages that even liberal outlets are claiming contradicts heavily to the story that Fannie's been telling about her relationship with Nathan Wade. In case you don't know the background, Fannie Willis is prosecuting Donald Trump for stealing or uh, trying to steal the 2020 election. And it turned out that Fannie had a had a man, a little man thing that she was working with named Nathan. Nathan, I don't have his name in front of me, but this attorney, Nathan, uh, apparently they are trying to get Fannie removed. They're trying to make accusations of the misappropriation of funds, among other things. And I'm going to tell you what I see and kind of give you the Dr. Boyce take on this. So first of all, give me a yes in the chat if you can hear me. Let me know if you can hear me okay. Also, reminder, this podcast is on Spotify. If you go to Spotify, look up Boyce Watkins. You can find me there. And then third, if you are interested in uh, some of the other stuff we do here in, in terms of black wealth and economics, uh, if you'd like the, a copy of my free training on how to make money without working, text the word money to 87948. Text money to 87948. So we're going to get started on drboystv.com right now. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now family, we the ones who gotta delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three, what did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your home. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Boyce TV. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome to DrBoyceTV.com, the home for intelligent black people. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. I want to say hi to everybody. Shout out the city you're from. Let me know what city you're from. Uh, Lawrence and Cheryl and Dr. Vibe and Deron and, and Creatively D. I see you in there. Martin Tutwiler. Thank you. Nathan Wade is his name. Nathan Wade is the boyfriend of Fannie Willis. And in case you don't know the background, Fannie Willis is uh, the DA in Atlanta. She's prosecuting Donald Trump on these charges that of, of him trying to steal the 2020 election. Um, first of all, I'm going to say that I'm, if I'm the judge in that case, he's already guilty. We know what he did. We saw what he did. So I'm not going to sit here and defend this man at all because I think that he is kind of a jerk. Uh, but at the same time, though, uh, fighting with people like Trump comes with a lot of complications. So Martin from Detroit and Cheryl from Miami uh, and Dr. Vibe from Toronto, let me tell you what recently happened. This is the most recent update. I don't know if any of you saw this, but uh, basically Fannie has been on the stand. From what I understand, again, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not in, uh, into all the details of the case, but from what I understand, Fannie and Nathan have made one point where they basically claim that their relationship did not begin uh, before they started working together. And I'm not sure, uh, but they were saying, I think they had a dead, they had a certain date, like, uh, you know, I don't know, November, 2021. And they were saying, we worked together before then. Uh, we started working together. We just fell in love like workers do. And that's what happened. And so we did have a relationship. I, I reimbursed him with cash every time he took me on a trip or took me out or whatever, which I think is uh, honestly, I, come on, come on, really? First of all, let, let's start right there. <laughs> so you're really telling me that this brother was taking you out. And Nathan Wade, I saw Nathan Wade. I, I could tell a, 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 a strong man when I see one. And, and, and Nathan Wade, to me, 
does not come off like the type of brother who's going to take a woman out and then be like, hey, hey, did you did you hit my cash out, girl? Hey, girl, could you hit my cash out? I need gas money, girl. I need gas money, girl. This man's making two, three hundred thousand a year. How many of y'all believe that? And Fanny's like, I reimbursed him with cash. Thousands of dollars in cash. You just keep that in your house. That right there is a problem because that right there means everybody knows you're lying. They just have to prove it. Right? At that point, people know that you want some BS, right? Now, again, uh, I don't think there's anything wrong with what they did. I'm going to make that clear. I don't think there's anything wrong with people falling in love. Uh, I wrote a book called Financial Lovemaking when I was on the faculty of Syracuse. And in that book, I talked extensively about how people come together and form relationships. And and uh, one of the studies show that people fall in love on the job all the time, all the time. Now, um, now here's the thing. I cannot prove that she's lying and I'm not trying to prove it. I have no no horse in the game. I don't care. I, I don't even even if I could prove it, it would be a waste of time because there ain't nothing wrong with going out with a man or going out with a woman, whichever you prefer and living your best life. So so it's not to say that 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 I can prove that she's lying because I don't want to. I want her to succeed. But I, I don't believe her. It does not pass the smell test. I hope that makes sense. And remember this. While we can't prove that she's making it up, she can't prove that she's telling the truth. And remember, on the stand, they're literally like, you don't have one receipt. You don't have one cash app, uh, you know, screenshot. You don't have any bank. Mail, you don't have any checks. You don't have you don't have anything, anything. Come on now. Come on now. Stop it. I know some of y'all think that defending Fannie means you got to buy into every bullshit lie that somebody says. Just know they're playing a the game. They're playing a the game. She's on the stand. She's a lawyer. She's a damn good one. Very smart. I read her whole bio. And uh, Nathan Wade's a great lawyer. The Trump lawyers are great lawyers. And they're just playing a chess game with each other. That's what they're doing. It's like, okay, I'm going to tell a lie. And you know that it's a lie. But you can't prove that it's a lie. Uh, in, in fact, Nathan Wade's uh, buddy who works with him at this other, this other law firm who represented Wade in his divorce, I think the ex-wife is the one who kind of <clears throat> caused the shitstorm. I, I think that Nathan Wade's ex-wife uh, filed some papers or something, and then certain things got out. And that's why you have to be really careful about how you deal with your ex. Right? When, when you fall in love with somebody, this is just a little bit of game, a little bit of truth, economic truth and otherwise. If you are that close to somebody where they know all your dirt, it, it really is in your best interest to take care of those people. You, you might have had all the power at one point. They call this moral hazard in finance and moral hazard. I've talked to you guys about moral hazard before. Uh, when, when somebody has that much dirt on you, you might want to go ahead and take good care of them. Right. And so so I don't know what happened with Wade, but I'm getting this feeling that she got mad because he wasn't sending her the money that she thought that she deserved. And so she's already mad that this lady Fanny got her man and is getting her money. So she just said, I'm going to mess up the party for everybody. And I would just say, man to man, if I was if I was Wade's friend, I would say, that's your ex-wife, man. You're good. You better take care of her. You better make sure she's good. You better make sure you try to leave your old job on good terms or they're going to mess up your new job. Right. That's what people do. That's what happens. It happens all the time in relationships. And so, again, I'm not here to say that that this is um, that this any of this is OK or that it's all bad. I don't care. Honestly, I just think it's an interesting thing to talk about. So let's let me read to you what's going on with this case and what the Daily Beast says. Now, the Daily Beast, I read. I like to read different types of media. I like to read liberal media and then see what the conservative media is saying. And then I like to read the more neutral media. So this is from the Daily Beast. The Daily Beast is on the more liberal side. They're pro Fanny. So even so, when your friends are concerned, that means that there's an issue. And so what they said here is that in an eight-page affidavit filed Friday in Fulton County, 
uh, by Trump attorney Steve Saddle and Jennifer Little, they allegedly reveal, quote, a minimum of 35 occasions during those months when Wade's phone connected to an extended period of time to the cell towers near Willis's condo in an Atlanta suburb of Hatville. In it, criminal defense investigator Charles Middlestat describes his figures as conservative, explaining that he highlighted those times when Wade's phone was transitory, stationary and not in transit. And what they also said here is they said Wade, the trial attorney, Willis hired to help prosecute Donald Trump on state charges of election interference, allegedly visited the DA at her home, occasionally arriving late at night and staying until the wee hours in the morning. So this is during the time where they're not supposed to have had a relationship. They weren't kicking it back then. That's what they have said on the stand. But uh, according to this private investigator, they're claiming that there's evidence that he was at that house, or at least circumstantial evidence that he was at that house and he was staying there till, till late at night. Now, I don't know about y'all. I don't know how many of y'all ladies have men staying to your house three, four, or five o'clock in the morning, but this is kind of what they're saying. So they said this happened three dozen times from April 1st, 20. 2021 to November 30th, 2021. And this allegedly is before they claim that their relationship began. So, so they're saying that he went to visit her at least three dozen times that in many of those occasions, he was there till late at night. Do you follow me? Let me know if you follow this. Okay. So let me keep reading here. It says the filing does not include the raw data that Middlestat used for his analysis and cannot be independently verified. Fulton County Superior Judge Scott McAfee will now decide whether or not to admit the phone data into evidence. Wade testified last week that he had been to Willis's house fewer than 10 times prior to his hiring by Willis in November 2021. So he was saying on the stand, apparently, and remember, this, this opens up that word perjury. This goes into perjury. This is why uh, Marion Jones went to prison after she got caught using steroids. Perjury, if I'm not mistaken. Marion, uh, if I, I could have this wrong, please correct me if I'm wrong. But if I'm not mistaken, Marion Jones went to jail because she got on the stand and told a lie. And I think this is this is a sneaky little legal trick. They what they'll do is they'll ask you, like, what did you have for breakfast yesterday? And you say, and you don't want nobody to know you ate pancakes. So you say, No, I ate some Captain Crunch. And then they find out you ate pancakes, and next thing you know, you're being accused of perjury. And that's why they they try to get you on, on the stand under oath, because they can ask you all kinds of stuff. So <clears throat> anyway. Here's what happened. They said when Trump attorney Steve Saddle suggested that phone records might reflect otherwise, other than the 10 times before uh, before November 2021, Wade dismissed the idea out of hand. They'd be wrong, Saddle asked Wade. They'd be wrong, Wade insisted. So I find that interesting, right? And I really wonder if saddle knew that the phone records were available number one right if he knew that the information was already out there you know how you, you know how you know somebody you caught somebody in a lie and you ask them a question just so you can get them to dig themselves deeper in the hole before you drop it on them you know what i'm talking about like also i'm wondering if that was going on like we are we got the phone records so you sure you were only there for 10 times you only went over there 10 times you y'all are you sure are you sure buddy Right. And, and and but then again, maybe Wade knew, maybe Wade knew that this stuff was out there. Maybe he thought it wouldn't be admitted. I don't know. And then again, I think it could be contested. Right. So so it's nothing's for certain, but I'd be curious to see how this plays out. So in his testimony, Wade said he travels to the Hatville area for a variety of reasons and could have been there at a nearby restaurant, the airport, Delta Airlines headquarters or the Porsche Experience Center. He also said he never spent time that he says he never spent the night at Willis's condo. Willis, for her part, said on the on the on the stand that the only person to ever stay overnight at the residence with her was one of her daughters. So she said, ain't no man's coming up in my house. Um, and so uh, that's really interesting. Let's see. His wife cheated in 2015 and they stayed together until their child went to, their last child went off to college. She's talking about uh, Wade's, Wade's, Wade's wife. 
uh, or he he cheated. They they probably. I'm, I'm imagining if it was a dead marriage, <clears throat> everybody was cheating. I mean, you, you you never know what happens in these dead marriages. But and, and one thing I want y'all to do is like, let's not get into like trying to pick sides in a situation you know nothing about. Stop trying to say, well, it's his fault or it's his it's his wife's fault. His wife did this. He, he did that. You don't know nothing about nobody's marriage. I'm telling you, marriage. Anybody? How many of y'all in here are married? How many of you in here have been married or are married? Give me a yes. All the married people in the house, say raise your hand. All the I want you to be proud because you're building a black family, and I'm proud of you for that. Or maybe you're building a half black family. That's okay too. I, I just family. I think that that takes a certain amount of commitment, <clears throat> maturity, and responsibility. So I applaud you. How many married people we got in here? All right. So I want you to just bear with me on this remark. I believe that marriage is a level of intimacy with another person that unmarried people will never understand. And it's not always good intimacy. It's not always like, now when I say intimacy, intimacy, I'm not talking about, you know, getting together and fucking every Saturday night. <laughs> That's easy. You've been doing that since you were 18 in many cases. I'm talking about where you have been through hills and valleys. You have, you can love and hate the person at the same time. You have had experiences that will be very difficult to explain to anyone in the outside world. You have been to hell and back. You've been to heaven and back. You went from heaven to hell all in the same day. And you've just had so many, just such a mishmash, such a montage of crazy experiences that anybody who tries to define your marriage who's not in it is going to sound stupid. Do you see what I'm saying? Anybody who tried to go out and explain my marriage to my wife and say, well, I talked to Boyce and let me tell you what his wife be doing. Here's what his wife be doing. <clears throat> or, or I know, I know Dr. Boyce, here's what he did do. He, one day I saw him with his wife in a restaurant and she said, do you want butter? And he said, no, nah, girl, I want salt. And he said it with, with bass in his voice. Like, I think he's an abuser. Like people who talk like that, stupid people outside of a relationship who try to make definitive statements about the relationship. I, I don't I'm not calling them stupid, but you're stupid because you're, you're so stupid that you don't know how stupid you look. Marriage is deep. Marriage is complex. So you if you tell me his wife did this back in 2015, that's one of probably 85 million things that happened in that relationship that defines that relationship. So I just don't tell you, I don't try to I don't try to understand anybody's relationship. One mistake that we make in our society is we try to define relationships as black and white. Oh, he was abusive or, oh, she was scandalous. And, and it ain't like that. It's 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 complex. It's very complex. So here, I'm just going to assume it's very complex. I'm going to assume that his relationship with Fanny is complex. I, I see nothing wrong with his relationship with Fanny from a moralistic standpoint. There's nothing morally wrong. In fact, it's incredibly natural for a person that works as hard as Fanny Willis, who is a human being as well as a prosecutor, to uh, to be attracted to uh, to the handsome black man that she's working with every single day. And, and there's, not, there's nothing abnormal about it. But here's what's happened, though. In our society we've made it abnormal in our society we we now act like that's criminal we've criminalized the very natural act of falling in love with another person and i hate it i think it's wrong i think it's unfair you know i think fanny probably spends 80 percent of her time at the office so she probably is trying to be time efficient like hey let me just keep my keep my little man next to me so that i can have uh so i can live life and still be a great prosecutor at the same time and this is what some of y'all lose when you get these jobs they got you working 70 80 hours a week and you're sitting there you're not being human anymore you're sitting here focusing all day on folding cardboard boxes or or doing accounting spreadsheets or whatever the hell you do at that job all day long and your life should not be 80% spreadsheets <laughs> your life should not consist of 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 doing legal work 80% of the time that you're on this earth god put you on this earth to be more than uh to be more than a medical doctor 
And and some of us forget that. So I so I just want to make it 100% clear. If you want to know who I'm cheering for, who I'm cheering against, I'm not cheering for anybody. I'm not cheering against anybody. I'm pointing this out just as, as, as general observations. Uh, I, I, I like to analyze stuff. That's what I do. It's weird. That's, what, that's how I am. I'm a thinker. And what I'm analyzing here is that I don't think Fannie did anything wrong, but Fannie might have done something illegal. Fannie might have broken the rules. And I also want to point out the fact that I believe that there's a gender bias. I believe that we typically we're we're accustomed to situations like this happens all the time. Usually, though, it's a man that gets gets caught up in this. It's a man who is his where his secretary falls in love with him. And next thing you know, he's he's being hemmed up like he's some sort of predator because this woman was made herself available because she found. Well, my gosh, she found the wealthy CEO of the company to be attractive. How how abnormal is that? Right. And next thing you know, we're acting like that's weird. I don't think any of that's weird. I think that's very natural, very human. But with Fanny, her problem here, Fanny's problem to me is twofold. One is perjury. Perjury is perjury. You if you lie, if, if they find if these phone records are admitted and they come in there and they say, well, look, we got all this evidence that you was over her house kicking it. It ain't about whether or not it's right or wrong. And it ain't about deflecting and saying, well, 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 Trump is with that. Don't take away the fact that Trump's guilty. Yeah, we know that Trump's still guilty. Trump's still Trump's still the bad guy. Trump did break the rules. He broke the rules. But then Fannie broke the rules. Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you get what I'm saying? I hope you follow me because I, I, I want you to just understand I'm not picking sides. I'm not I'm not for or against. I don't do the pro pro rah, 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 bliggity black like Like, let's go. Let's support the black people no matter what. I don't do that. Because I think that black people, intelligent black people, you allow yourself to be used by these fucked up political parties. You allow yourself to be used by this Democrat Republican bullshit. This Democrat Republican bullshit is going to destroy the country. And you're allowing yourselves to be used like little missiles, little projectiles. They just they just load the Negro up like a missile, put you in the cannon and pull you down with the, put the gunpowder on it. Boom! We launching two Negroes at you. Two Harvard graduate Negroes coming, coming, coming in hot. We go, we launching Negro nuclear missiles at you. That's what they do. They use you. They use you. They use you. They use you. And so and then what, what happens is that when the stuff hits the fan, these people ain't really got your back. Oh, they're gonna drop Fanny like a hot potato. They they will oh, they will let her be collateral damage so they can go get the Republicans. That's the goal. The goal ain't to protect your little career or to protect your reputation. They, they will have you looking like freak of the week. They will have you out here looking unqualified. They will have you looking crazy. They will have Nathan Wade looking like he's an incompetent black man who can't control his penis. That's, that's what they'll do. They'll, they'll sacrifice you so they can get to the big prize because you've allowed yourself to be a pawn when you should have been a king and a queen. They using you like the pawn or maybe the bishop or the rook or something, but you're supposed to be the king and the queen. These two people, let me just tell you here, I got a plan. I got an exit plan. Uh, Nathan and Fanny, if you're watching, after I ask everybody to hit the thumbs up, Fanny and Nathan, I'm going to give you all the, the Dr. Boyce exit plan. Y'all ready? Okay. So if y'all could do this for me real quick, please hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. And in case you don't know, we have this amazing thing called the Black Business School. My wife is a, a PhD level therapist, and we created the first ever Black financial therapy department. So we're super innovative. We're super about Black wealth. We're all about Black family. So if you want to get a free copy of a training I put together for you guys that everybody loves called How to Make Money Without Working, just pull 
pull out your phone and text the word money to 87948. Text money to 87948. Also, if you go to, uh, to boyswatkins.com, there's lots of free resources there, like my book, Financial Lovemaking, where I talk all about the mixture of career and love and money and relationships and all that. And my wife is in that as well. That's why we created things like the Love and Money Lab and all that good stuff. Okay. So I just want to, I have to, I want to mention that. So hopefully you guys will be a part of this. So here's the Dr. Boyce exit plan for Nathan and Fanny. If I'm sitting there, I'm talking to them. I'm, we're about the same age. They're about my age. They're about 50. So here's what I would say to them. Here's what I see when I see Nathan and Fanny. I see, I see black love. I see two brilliant, attractive black people who've been caught in the middle of some absolute bullshit. I, I just, I just, I, and I, I see two people that wake up stressed out, stomach hurting, can't sleep at night. Just extreme anxiety, and 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 my and my question would be like, for what? Why? Why? What? What's the point? What's the reward in all this? You're caught up in this very toxic, ugly, dysfunctional game that's been going on really between white folks for hundreds of years. Like you're just new to the game. You just you just you know, and maybe maybe something made you feel special about being invited to be used in the game. But there's nothing special about being used. There's nothing. There's nothing good about that. So there you are. You're both highly educated. You both got a little money in the bank. Fanny says she keeps ten thousand in cash in the house. That's what she claims she used to reimburse her man. So they got you out here looking crazy. Like they got you. I'm sorry. You look. You look a little weird when you're up here talking about. I. I read. We go on dates, but she reimburses me. I. I, I take my wife on dates. She ain't reimbursing me for shit. My wife don't. We don't reimburse each other. My wife doesn't have to keep ten thousand in cash in the house so she can pay me back for our dates. <laughs> I take my wife on ten thousand dollar trips and I pay the whole bill and I never send her a receipt or a cash app. I we don't we don't we don't do that. So so here's what I'm saying to Fanny and Nate, wait Nathan. I looked up their bios. I read both of their bios. I did, and I, it is my conclusion that each of these individuals are super talented attorneys. They are damn good lawyers who worked damn hard to get to where they are, and I applaud their success. What I would say to them is very simple. There was a movie that had a really simple title by Jordan Peele, and it was called Get Out. Get Out. That's what I would say to Nathan. That's what Nathan was my buddy, and we're watching football, and he's like, man, they got me stressed out, just staying with Fanny and Trump and, and the prosecutor. I'll be like, get out. Like, Why do you have to stay? What? what why do you even have to be here? You know, you could just drop everything if you could, and you could probably survive. You're not going to be homeless. You've got plenty of money to enjoy your life. You could probably still go buy Porsches. You love this lady, obviously. I mean, you risked it all for this chick. So, so, so maybe the love is strong. Maybe, maybe the sex is good, or whatever it is that's that's making you risk it all for this situation. Well, that says maybe that you two could go off somewhere and start a law firm together. How about you go? I mean, seriously, why why can't they do that? Why can't they go? I bet you that Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis could leave politics right now, leave the bullshit, leave the immaturity, leave the toxicity, and go start a black-owned law firm, go help get some black folks out of prison, go help teach some young black lawyers how to be great attorneys like them. Go and 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 do some maybe do some corporate law work if you want to to so make some extra cash and and not only would they make more money but they would have less stress in their lives and they will be greater assets to the community because I'm sorry and this is where I'm going to offend some people I'm going to offend some people. when I say get out that's my clear message get out I would get out you don't have to be here get out 
and 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 I'm gonna offend some people when I say this, but but I don't see any any area where the black community really benefits from our most intelligent people being caught up in this kind of a ridiculous circus. Here's the deal. You know, I believe Trump broke the rules. You know, Trump's out here trying to sell sneakers and whatnot, trying to get the black vote. He's out, he's a clown. He's a hundred percent clown. And, and you're in a clown fight, you know, and when you're fighting a clown, you end up looking like a clown and, uh, and he's a vicious clown. He's a billionaire, vicious clown, and he's going to never give up. Uh, I read Trump's whole bio to all these people I talk about. I get, I really enjoy analyzing their lives, trying to get to the core of their, of their thinking. I read their entire Wikipedia page. And with Trump, I read his family's history going back 100 years. And I know about his father, Fred, sending him to military school when he was 12. And he taught him how to fight. Trump is a fighter. You may not like him, but that man is a fighter. He was trained to be a fighter by his father, Fred, who said, son, if you're a millionaire and you're out conquering the world, you're going to have to know how to fight. So that's why he sent him to military school. Some of y'all sons need that, too. Some of y'all sons can't fight. Some of y'all sons are a little punk. Some of y'all sons ain't got no discipline. Some of your sons get smacked by life in the face and they give up and cry like little punks. You can't live like that. You, you can't you can't succeed like that. So one thing, if you wanted to gain something from the existence of Trump, you could say that, yeah, he knows how to fight. So you, you can't defeat him if you can't fight just as much. So I think Fanny and, and, and Nathan, they're fighters too. Fanny, you saw her on the stand. She was fighting, going back and forth with the lady, like they swing, neck swinging and barking back at her. No, I, you got it mistaken. Right? She was doing a great job. Nathan is a fighter. I saw Nathan on the stand. He was very professional. And, and yes, sir, no, sir, answering the questions with complete confidence. But I just, I, I think that there's a point, and this is a consciousness exercise. You guys know we do financial consciousness every morning at 10 a.m. The consciousness exercise I'd like for you to consider is to ask yourself, when you're in the rat race and the rat race is heated, and you fight with everything you got and you fight until the death. One question to ask is, is it worth it? We never ask ourselves that. Is it worth it? We just do it because somebody told us to do it or because somebody told us it's prestigious. Okay. Yeah. You're the district attorney and all that. Good for you. That's good for you. But there's so many places that you could be where you can make more money, have still have influence and power and not have to deal with this irrational bullshit. This is crazy to me. This is ridiculous that you're being literally persecuted, prosecuted and persecuted for uh, for having a relationship with another human being. There's nothing wrong with this. But if you want to be technical about it, if you put yourself in the arena of American politics, Trump broke the rules. Fannie broke the rules. And that's what they're arguing. They're saying, look, you're just as bad as we are. We broke the rules. You broke the rules. And I told you just from a political standpoint. There's nothing good that comes from prosecuting your political enemies. Other countries have gone down this path where as soon as the other guy gets knocked out of out of office, you go and you try to send him to jail and you make him the criminal. But then when he gets power, he makes you the criminal. And then you just go back and forth. It's like gangbanging. It's like like the, the Democrats and Republicans might as well be the Crips and the Bloods, except they're a less mature version of the Crips and the Bloods. Because even the Crips and the Bloods in some spaces have learned that all this back and forth killing each other is not beneficial to anybody. And we want to put an end to it. So there are many, many Crips and Bloods and shout out to those of you in that category who have realized that, you know what, I, you don't have to always be the ops. I don't always have to want to come fight you. I don't always have to continue this this horrible cycle of violence. How about we realize the power of working together as opposed to always being apart? So if our Democrats and Republicans could have as much sense as some of, some of my friends who are Crips and Bloods, our country will be a whole lot better. But unfortunately, 
that's not the world we live in. We live in a very immature world. We live in a world where the intelligence level is not very high. We also live in a world where people are very short-sighted. And it's going to take something to the extent of a civil war or a nuclear war for us to understand that all this infighting is not going to get us anywhere. So that's how I feel. When I see the Democrats and Republicans going at it, I say, there they go again, always gangbanging again. <clears throat> I wish they would stop all that shooting because eventually they're going to hit somebody. They're going to they they tear up the whole neighborhood. And that's already what what they're doing in the American government. That's why right now at the, the southern border, you got millions of people coming into the country every month that you don't even know, some of whom are probably terrorists and murderers. They want to come up in here and do some horrible things to you, and you don't even have anybody stopping them at the damn border. That is absolute insanity. There is nothing rational about any of that. There is no country on earth. No major industrial power can exist with borders that are that open. None. China, you think China's borders are that open? You think that you think that any other powerful country, you think Russia has has borders that are that open? You think Iran, you think any other major country has borders that are open like that? No, there's no country. I knew somebody who moved to Denmark. They she had a baby with the man in Denmark. They had kids, two kids together and got married. It took 7 years before Denmark would even let her in the country. She had no criminal record. It took seven years. And then when they let her in, they said, well, you know that if one, if your children die, you have to go. You're on an 18-year probationary period because we like it here in Denmark. We ain't got all the guns. We ain't got all the drugs. We don't have all the cancer and obesity and all the, F, the problems that you have with your FDA. We don't have all the chaos that you have in America. So we like our safe little society. So we want y'all to kind of stay the fuck out. That's, that's how other countries protect what they got. For some reason, somebody convinced y'all of the lie that somehow open borders make sense. There ain't nothing about having an open border that makes sense at all. So while we over here fighting back and forth, the enemy's just lurking, just creeping up, saying, gotcha, bitch. And the enemy's going to creep up on you and take everything you got. That's what's going to happen to America. Mark my word. So anyway, do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Thumbs up, thumbs up, share, subscribe. Uh, you're watching drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. I don't usually cuss this much, but sometimes when something's fucking stupid, I have to say it. So I hope that's okay. But I promise you, I'll try to keep it to a minimum. I'll only cuss when it's absolutely necessary to it to really explicitly explain the sheer stupidity of, of dumb shit. Uh, and also, uh, I have a book out. It's called The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. If you would like a copy of that book, feel free to go to drboysbooks.com. That's drboysbooks.com. Also, I uh, am an expert in the stock market. I have wrote, I wrote my dissertation on this topic. Uh, I want you to understand the stock market investing is the number one variable uh, for wealth building in America. So if you'd like to get profit alerts, when I find stocks that I like, I'll send out a profit alert this weekend. Just text the word stock to 87948. You can text stock to 87948 and I'll send that to you. So let me read a little bit more and then I'm going to be done. All right. So, uh, so, so y'all know my message. If any Anybody knows Fanny and anybody knows uh, Wade, Wade, Nathan, Nathan, Fanny and Nathan, um, tell them that Dr. Boyce said get out. That's Dr. Boyce's message. They, they might know me. Some people, I go to Atlanta, a lot of people know me in Atlanta, and I know a lot of people who know a lot of people. So if somebody that I know knows them and they say, well, what did Dr. Boyce say? Just tell them Dr. Boyce said, get the fuck out. Just leave. Just walk away. Run away. Just do something romantic like elope. Like just go to her house one night and say, let's get away from it all. Move to some third world country and just leave it all behind. I, that, I would support you 100%. Anyway, let me keep going here. So it says here specifically so these are about the text messages so so they claim that their relationship didn't start until november 2021 when they started working together 
They found all these text messages uh, to the contrary. And it says specifically on September 11, 2021, Mr. Wade's phone left the Doraville area and arrived with, within the geofence at 1045. So he was uh, allegedly creeping in at nighttime. Uh, the phone remained there until September 12th at 328. So he got there at 1045, allegedly, and left at 328, at which time the phone traveled directly to towers located in East Cobb, consistent with his routine pinging at his residence in the area. The phone arrived in East Cobb at 405, and records demonstrate that he sent the text to Miss Willis at 420 a.m. So they're, they're, they're defining the timeline here. They're saying that he, he showed up at 1045 a.m., uh, perhaps arguably for a booty call, uh, left at 328 got home at 4.05 and text her at 4.20. This was before they started working together, uh, apparently, from what I understand. I could get that wrong, but I believe that that's what's going on here. On November 29, 2021, Wade's phone pinged off the towers nearest his residence until it received a call from Willis's phone at 11.32 p.m., after which the device traveled from East Cobb to the immediate vicinity of Willis's condo, arriving at 12.43 and staying there until 4.55 a.m. So he arrived after midnight, left at 4.55 a.m. The relationship between the two was exposed by Robin Yearty, a former friend of Willis. So Robin Yearty, again, you know, you, you get these former friends. It's, it's always my father. Used to, my father's a cop, and my father used to always say he's part cop, pop, part gangster. You know, my, my dad spent some time in the street, too, before he uh, became a, a, a cop. And he always said that you keep your friend, your enemies close and your friends closer. And I said, well, don't you mean keep your friends close and your enemies closer? He said, no, because it's your friends that always do you. He said, it's always that former friend that comes back and uh, and gets you. So Robin Yerty, a former friend of Willis, who testified that she believes Willis and Wade began dating in 2019. So this former friend is saying that she believes they started dating in 2019. Yerty owned the condo in Hatville where Willis was staying in the wake of threats and protests outside our house in South Fulton. So the person who owned the condo that Willis was staying in says that she believes that their relationship started in 2019. And so apparently the starting date of this relationship, which they claim was in November 2021, uh, uh, th that's the point of contention that's being debated uh, in this conversation. So, uh, so I look forward to seeing how this plays out. Um, I, again, I, I just don't understand why we would want to do all this stuff. And I really, again, I want to reiterate, I think that there's nothing wrong with what they did, but there may be something legally wrong with what they did, because here's one of the things that you, you want to think about. If Fanny allegedly, if she um, hires her boyfriend and then pays her boyfriend a big salary and then her boyfriend uses part of that salary to take her on a trip. That could be defined in politics as a kickback. And kickbacks are basically when you have government power and resources and you give those resources, you make a deal with somebody and you say, I'll, I'll get you that contract but you got to kick me back some of that money. That's that's clearly illegal. Now, again, I'm not saying they did this. I don't think they did anything wrong. I really don't. I think that this is there's nothing unnatural here or anything that even indicates that they're not qualified to continue with this case. It's clearly not as bad as what Trump is accused of doing. That, that's that's that we can agree on 100 percent. But but I think that's where they're trying to pin her up. And I think this is a very sad game to kind of watch. And uh, and I think it's patently unfair for the most part. But at the same time, when you go into the space of unfairness, uh, right and wrong and fair, good and bad go out the window. It's all about power and who can pin who based on what the rules are. So they're playing in a weird space with a lot of weird rules. And I think that they're playing this game to try to protect themselves.
I don't know how well they're going to do it because love is an irrational process that can cause us to make these mistakes. Right. And that's what's really going on here, in my opinion. I think she liked the guy. She uh, did what a lot of us would do. She wanted to work with the guy that she liked. I, I work with my wife. My wife, I, me and my wife give each other kickbacks all the time. Right. Like, you know, I love I love it. I go I go into her office. My wife, let me tell you, my wife's office is right next to mine. We have a little, a little, little university down in the basement. That's where we created our black financial therapy department. It's also be married to a smart black woman. So sometimes I go in there and I'll, I'll pinch her in the booty and I'll say, it's so great to have a colleague where I can go pinch you in the butt and I won't get accused of sexual harassment. Look at that. So, so so, so I'm going to tell you that when you have your own stuff, and I think black people should have our own stuff. When you have your own stuff, you get to make your own rules for the most part, you know, and and uh, as long as it's fair and you're treating people with decency, then it should be OK. But unfortunately, when you get into these weird spaces, that weird things happen. And to me, all this stress and all this drama they're dealing with, you know, where they uh, the Democratic Party loves to use black people as its pawns. They love to use us as their little weapons. And and I say, if you want to do your dirty fight and do it your damn self, don't be using me. Don't be getting me to sign up for your nonsense. I'm not participating in none of that bullshit. I'm not. Uh, and and I and I this this came up recently. I I get somebody asked me if I wanted to interview that uh, candidate Kennedy on my platform. And I, I at first I was like, hmm. That would be interesting. I don't interview people like that very often because I don't go seek out interviews or anything. But then I was like, why? Like, I, I really meditated on it. And 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 that's the thing. When you meditate, you come to truths that can be disconnected from what everybody else is thinking. Right. You come to your own independent truths, your own independent Yes or no's, you know, the, 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 you know, where you figure out that two plus two is always two, even when they tell you that two plus two is 186. So you live in a world like that. You live in a world where people feed you a lot of things that are supposed to give you happiness and success, but they don't make you happy at all. And we don't know, we don't have the courage to listen to ourselves enough to say, that, you know, everybody tells me this is supposed to make me happy. Everybody tells me that I'm living the dream. Everybody tells me that I'm dating the dream girl. Everybody tells me I've got the dream job, but I don't feel like I'm living the dream because every day I wake up and I feel like a nigga, right? Every day I wake up, I feel depressed. Every day I wake up, I feel stressed out. There's got to be a better place. And I can tell you where the better place is. The better place is inside of you. The better place is in your consciousness. When you elevate your consciousness and you can let go of what everyone, all everybody else's almost like earthly needs and expectations are, everybody else's standards, everybody else's belief, they're trying to impress other people. When you let go of all that shit, you can find out what really makes you happy. You can find out what really works for you. And you know what makes me happy? What makes me happy, it, 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 I'll tell you this, it ain't, it ain't a fancy car. It ain't, it ain't a big mansion. It's not uh, being famous. It's not, <clears throat> you know, being on TV. It's not making a million dollars. What makes me happy is getting plenty of sleep, sleeping next to the girl in my dreams, um, taking a nap in the afternoon, working with people that I love, and doing work that actually matters. Those are the things. And, and there's a couple of other things I can add in there. And it's usually the simple stuff. The simple stuff is what makes you happy, not the big fancy stuff. But sometimes you got to have the big fancy stuff to teach you to appreciate the simple stuff. So just remember, everything that glitters ain't gold. There's nothing rewarding about being in the position that Fanny and Nathan are in right now. I would not trade places with them for a billion dollars. That's honestly God truth. So keep that in mind for all of you that got kids and want to go off to Harvard Law School and get these so-called important positions. Fuck that. Go find something that's going to make you happy and something that's going to impact the world and the places that matter to you. Work that impacts and supports your family and your community is far more important than any of this crap 
that, that we do for Democrats, serving Democrat and Republican parties or serving these other corporations. That work, it, it may matter to somebody, but it doesn't matter to the people you care about. And I think as black people, we have to redefine our priorities on that. So <clears throat> I wish them the best. I'll keep you guys posted. If I see anything that's interesting, I will let you know. So thank you for listening and thank you for putting up with my, my profanity. I'll try not to cuss as much next time. So I'll be back tomorrow morning. We're going to do financial consciousness training. We're going through my book, The Ten Commandments of Black Economic Power. If you like a copy of that book, you can go to drboycebooks.com and uh, you can find the book. There's a study guide that goes with it. There's also a flashcard so you can teach the concepts to your kids. We're doing a lot of really exciting stuff in the Black Business School. I hope you'll check it out. Last but not least, um, my wife, as you know, she's a relationship therapist and she's into all this relationship stuff. So if, if this relationship discussion stimulated any thoughts within you, uh, you can actually find out about my wife and what she does by going to coachingwithdralicia.com. Or you can also text the word love to 87948. Text love to 87948 and we'll send you a free e-copy of my book, Financial Lovemaking. And you can have that and kind of think about your own process in terms of how you want to use love to accelerate your economic possibilities. So have a good day, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you guys soon. And uh, don't forget to also follow on Spotify and Apple. I'll see you guys later. Take care. Peace. Here we are, clan the isms, cataclysm, great. Our people out here struggling, trying to make it in this state. Everybody out here doing it, but we the ones who late. Now, family, we the ones who got to delegate. Get that money in the power, never be fake. Stick to co-sign for three. What did he say? Uh, create jobs, support our own. Educate the same and buy back your own. Got three degrees, triple ten. Three PhDs, now we on the CNN. DBTV, let's talk about negligence. Ignorance is bliss, but we can turn it to intelligence. Please, none of what you hear, half of what you see. Let's break it down here on Dr. Voice TV. Here we are.